Hello, early midlifers. Welcome to Bullshift. However you found me, I am glad you're here. Joining me for episode two. In our first episode, I talked about the myth of the midlife crisis, how midlife is the adolescence or puberty of adulthood, and how that's a good thing, really, and about the foundation of Bullshift, which is taking the meh out of midlife and getting what you want out of this pivotal time. Today, we'll dig into navigating life transitions. But first, a quick note that each episode of Bullshift stands alone. There is no need to start from the beginning or listen in order. So join me when you can and listen to what speaks to you. Sure, there are terms and themes that flow throughout. And while I, of course, think each episode offers value, no one's life is the same and some topics will grab you more than others. So let's dive in. Welcome to Bullshift, the podcast for every person aged 35 to 55 who wonders, is this as good as life gets? Bullshift teaches you how to apply coaching psychology, early midlife insights, and the art and science of a meaningful life to transform this life phase into a period of creativity and growth. We spend nearly half our adult lives in some type of transition. This show is about making all that time more satisfying. My name is Megan Krause, and as a nationally board-certified well-being coach, a modern midlife maven, and the chief bullshifter, I'm delighted you're here. It's been suggested that the meaning of life is to discover your gift, and the purpose of life is to give it away. No offense to Pablo Picasso, but this take might sound a bit trite right now because you're here, likely at a crossroads in your life, at a time when you might be questioning the meaning of your life and whether you even have the energy to give it away. If you've turned on the news at all recently, you can see that people all over the country are living through tremendous change, professionally, personally, interpersonally. So much change. And how long will this pace of profound change continue? I ask not because of the current crisis, but because of the pileup of changes that materialize during the ages of 35 to 55. Look, life transitions can be jarring at any age, but they sure gather momentum during midlife, don't they? Think about it transitioning to parenthood sending kids to college, embracing the kid-free life amid a sea of parents, or caring for aging parents, or navigating perimenopause, experiencing health challenges, appreciating the single life, enduring divorce, starting to date again, changing careers, so much more. Are any of these topics relevant for you? I'm betting yes, and it's probably why you're here right now. Sometimes the change you experience maybe comes in the form of smaller disruptions. Sometimes it comes in the form of bigger life quakes. The one constant, as they say, is change. In fact, recent research suggests that there are anywhere from 36 to 52 different types of change, and most of them are the small ones that happen roughly every one to two years. And these 
are called disruptors, which aren't necessarily negative. They could include marriage, maybe having a child, changing jobs, moving, retiring. These are all smaller, but not insignificant. And they happen more often than, well, than many people see a dentist. But the research shows that one in 10 of those disruptors actually becomes a life quake, a massive life change. So if you do the math, that's three to five times in our lives. Plus the average length to navigate the massive change is about five years, which means we're talking 25 years or roughly half our adult lives that's spent in life quakes. Now, here's the good news. When it comes to navigating change, the tools to support yourself remain the same. And this is true regardless of your topic of focus, regardless of, you know, whether you voluntarily made this change, and regardless of whether the change is limited to just you. Even better news, you'll learn some of these tools here on Bullshift. You can learn them in the programs I offer as well. So let's begin by exploring the five pillars of life transitions that can best help you navigate change. And these insights, by the way, are gleaned from a fantastic book called Life is in the Transitions by Bruce Feiler. Okay, so let's dive in. The first pillar of life transitions is that transitions are becoming more plentiful. By almost any measure, we're experiencing a growing number of disruptors in our lives. I mean, seriously, 2020 is proof positive of this. What's a disruptor, you ask? Well, think of it as an event that interrupts the flow of everyday life. And this event could be positive or it could be negative. Well, the research shows us that we'll have more jobs and moves in our lifetime. Half of us are going to change faiths. Sexual fluidity is on the rise, and we're facing an epidemic of depression, anxiety, and suicide, among others, of course. Also, the data show that we experience a disruptor every one to two years, and one in 10 of these disruptors will produce a major life change. So considering nine in 10 of us live with other people, that means virtually every household in the U.S. has at least one person in it who's undergoing a significant life reorientation. So folks, it's time to see us for what we really are. We are perpetually in motion and often unrest. The second pillar is that our transitions are non-linear. Say it with me, friends. There is no single way to go through a life transition. Our lives are nonlinear, so too are our transitions. While it might seem easier to have a blueprint to follow, when we experience transitions, and life in general, out of order, we're freed from these shackles of expectation. Whether they come from mom, the Joneses down the street, or ourselves. And this liberation means that we get to make our own choices and we get to decide what brings us fulfillment. Pillar number three, transitions are longer than you think, but not longer than you need. Okay, let's talk about the big elephant in the room, 
Major life transitions, <laughs> they last longer than we want. On average, they take four to five years, and that's a long time. Think about how many years that is in Friends episodes. Any Friends fans here? Five years represents the gap of time between when Ross and Rachel started dating and when Monica and Chandler got married. So navigating major life transitions takes longer than we think, but with some work, we can be better at them. It requires skill building and gaining insights about our miscues, which means that transitions tend to last only as long as we need them, as in not forever. Whew. The fourth pillar is that transitions are autobiographical occasions. The term autobiographical occasion was coined by sociologist Robert Sussman in 2000, and he did this to describe the moments in our lives when we're called on to reflect in ways that are systematic and focused on who we are and on what we are. And when Zussman did this work, he mentioned job applications, confessions, and reunions. But beyond our 25th college reunions where Sarah maybe had a little too much to drink and kept recounting the same story from that epic Halloween party of junior year that you frankly prefer to forget, these occasions help us reassess who we are and actually modify our life stories. According to the research, three in four people end up rewriting their life stories when they navigate their biggest transitions. It's often because these experiences compel a sense of re-evaluation. By the way, rewriting your story is something you can do inside my program called the Bullshift Bootcamp. And now for the fifth and final pillar, transitions are essential. Like the cast of Melrose Place, we all go through tumultuous periods in our lives. <laughs> okay, maybe they're not as dramatic as when Dr. Kimberly blew up the entire apartment building, but we're going to face some live quakes. And it's not just once or twice, but multiple times throughout our entire lives. It's inevitable that there will be some heartbreak and some mending of hearts as well. There's also going to be a lot of reevaluation of what's meaningful for us. And of course the excitement that comes with discovering anew. So we need to spend some time building the perspective and the skills to master change. Now, you're in luck because that is part of what I've been trained to do. So let's dive into a segment that I like to call midlife in real life. I'm reminded of a client I'll call Bernadette. Oh, also, FYI, in all episodes, I change my client names to protect their privacy. Bernadette was in an unfulfilling relationship and a stable but ultimately uninspiring job. She was contemplating engagement because it seemed like the next logical step. She was contemplating home ownership because it seemed like the sensible thing to do. Quick diversion here, I bet you're wondering how often you ignore an inner voice and do what seems sensible or logical. Bernadette came to me because while these seemed like proper next steps, they weren't actually calling her. She also wanted to break free from her negative self-talk. She had done a lot of work on her past and really wanted to move forward in her aspirations. 
During our time together, she clarified what she really wanted for her life. She shifted away from those unhelpful thoughts about next logical steps on that traditional linear path, and she moved toward actualizing the right next steps for her, which meant ending her relationship and moving west to fulfill her lifelong dream of working at a vineyard. Pretty cool, right? And the beauty is anyone can do this. It's not unique to Bernadette. You can do this. Each of us is responsible for updating how we make sense and meaning of our lives. And remember, our lives are not the traditional, predictable, linear paths we're told they're going to be. We can't ignore all the changes happening during midlife, nor would we want to because there are vineyards to go work at, people. And as William James said a century ago, life is in the transitions. Look, your midlife deserves its own reflections and relevance and rituals. So take a deep dive into yourself and your world. And if you want help with this, check out my program called Midlife Tune-Up Technique over at shop.megancrowsey.com. It offers an intelligent and intuitive excavation process. It's a process where I teach you how to ask catalytic questions that support you as you navigate life transitions. I'll teach you how to adopt a curious and wise perspective to distill what matters most. And I'll teach you how to repurpose your life experiences. It's a guided process that is going to save you time, money, energy, and risk as you quickly eliminate the noise so you can instead create meaning and mastery for your midlife. You can learn more about Midlife Tune-Up Technique at shop.megancrowsey.com or in the show notes. See you next week. Thank you for tuning into Bullshift. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to create your own Bullshift, then you need to check out megancrowsey.com forward slash Bullshift. If you haven't already, subscribe to Bullshift on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to connect with me on Instagram at Megan underscore Krause. Let's connect next week.